This is Talking Sin, your weekly supply of the dark side. You're an idiot. Just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. No monkeys, come on. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Roach. I'm Casey Schreffler. And I'm Shane Sutherland. Hi. And we are Talking Sith. Talking, today is, talking Sith. Today is June 1st, and there are 201 days until Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Well, who's counting, right? Who's counting? We are. <laughs> we literally just did that. Just, just <laughs> a, a lot, a lot of people. Um, for news today... Uh, I want to talk about this um, script that's uh, well, this Kotor movie that's uh, that's being rumored about uh, by BuzzFeed. You guys heard about this? I I have seen some of the rumors. Yes. I mean, I've heard there's going to be an old Republic movie, but I haven't heard the specifics. Well, so this comes after uh, an interview at Celebration where uh, Kathleen Kennedy actually. Uh, said that this is something they've been talking about. Have you guys have you guys heard this this part of the snippet mm-hmm. from uh, Kathleen Kennedy from uh, one of the guys? Um, me. I, maybe. I think I think I have, but you can go ahead and remind everybody. All right, hold on one second. Knights of the Old Republic, a lot of fans want to see that. Is there any development you know, of that? We talk about that all the time. Yes, we are developing something to look at. Right now, I have no idea where things might fall. But we have to be careful that there is a cadence to Star Wars that doesn't start to feel like too much. We don't have a crystal ball. We, you know, we tried a little bit with Solo to see if we could do two movies a year and whether or not there was really an opportunity for that. And we felt "Mm, that's not going to work. So we backed off of that a little bit. But it doesn't mean we don't think about lots of different stories because that's the exciting thing about this universe. So that See, was I think she's wrong in a couple of ways, though. Well, like, I, w- two I would movies agree. a year would work. Two movies a year would work. The, like they're doing, they're just this year in the first six, in the first six or seven months of the year, three Marvel movies, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it could work. I mean, I think they're just paranoid because of that. Solo wasn't a huge commercial success, right? So they don't want to dilute the brand. I think. I, I think it could work, though, right? I mean, I, I think it would be fine, but I see where they're coming from. Yeah, I mean, from a monetary standpoint, like a business is designed to make money. Solo severely um, underperformed compared to something like Rogue One, for example. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the lot reason of for that, though, was the divide with the fans from The Last Jedi. They They were tired and didn't want to go see it. So, like, if you're making individual movies about Star Wars, like Solo... Rogue One was kind of open to interpretation. Like anyone could have went and seen that and had fun. But I think if you were going to go see Solo, you had to have already had a relationship with that character. I don't think that's as much of Disney. I don't think that the Last Jedi Fallout is as big of a thing for Solo as simply a lack of marketing. Like they, yeah, the marketing was terrible. They they didn't start marketing it until after the Last Jedi was out of theaters. Yeah, I didn't see a trailer on television until Super Bowl Sunday. 
that's when it dropped. That's when their marketing yeah, well, was, started. That was that was that was two months before the movie came out. Yeah, because they didn't want to interfere with any of the Last Jedi stuff, which was stupid. Yeah, if they're gonna try, if they were gonna try this um, technique, kind of like 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 you guys were saying, Marvel puts out several movies a year. Marvel is not afraid of overlapping its advertising. It even uses its films, you know, like the after credit scenes and stuff, to start setting up the next movie. It's yeah, not no, uncommon it's not at just all that. to see it's, it's also Marvel previews like, uh, before Marvel movies. Right. Like when when Spider Man comes out in the next month or so, uh, there's going to be an uptick of people who go back and rewatch in theaters Avengers Endgame, potentially boosting it to the highest grossing. You know, not adjusted film of all time, and like they they kind of work and play off each other. Whereas I think I don't know who's in charge of marketing Star Wars, but they are not doing a good job. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, why can Marvel do three movies a year, but Star Wars, God forbid, you do two? And they're like, oh, it's too much. Like, why? It's this, it's a universe, just like how there's the Marvel universe. You can do it right, and you can have two movies a year, and it could be fine. That's well, just like like yeah, Kathleen absolutely. Kennedy was saying. She says we think that there's a different cadence to it. Well, which there could be. I mean, they are at their core very different things, but that's I I still think it could work if they were simply to if they're going to try to emulate Marvel, they should emulate its. Yeah, as well. I think the only I mean, so the part of that historically Star Wars has had like three years between movies and everyone like builds up and theorizes and waits for years. And it's just a change to what it's always been for Star Wars movies. But I don't see why we can't adapt to that. So I think it's going into I would this. Love it. Sean, you were one of the people, too. Like you didn't you didn't go see Solo in theaters. You didn't see it until Josh showed it to you at Celebration. You ended up enjoying it, right? Uh, yeah, I liked the movie a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, I mean, I think it was just laziness to why I didn't see it. But, I mean, I guess to Kathleen Kennedy's point, if it had been a once-every-three-years movie, yeah, I probably would have seen it. The people who don't I, – I don't go see movies very often, so it was just more of a, hey, I don't go to the movie theater except for, like, Star Wars, the very rare movie. So – I don't know. Maybe there's some truth to that, but well, I mean, even if it was a once, I I don't understand why they're going. She's talking about cadence. Their cadence was doing fine up until they tried to release a movie five months later with only two months of marketing. Like they should have just. But instead of going back to that cadence, which was making them nearly a billion dollars a movie, they're saying, okay, instead of every year, we're going to take a three year break, and then we're going to have two years between every movie now. Yeah, which is weird, man. And like the with the new thing that's coming out uh, with Disney Plus, they're doing the Mandalorian. They're obviously gonna there's gonna be like a shift in focus until 2022 on the TV content side, which might help garner support for maybe a movie a year type situation. Because but Marvel, like if people talk about fatigue, Star Wars fatigue, superhero fatigue. Uh, you don't see that. With superheroes, especially if the movies are good, the end games at like two point seven billion dollars. It made an insane amount of money, and even Captain Marvel did over a billion dollars. And to see Solo do under four hundred million worldwide is is disappointing. And there's also Marvel TV shows. So you look at Netflix; they had a whole freaking slew yep. of Marvel TV shows uh, until 
Disney decided to do their Disney Plus thing and yeah. break apart the market. But, but I wouldn't want to see is is Star Wars copy Marvel, right? And and have like that exact same model to where they have you know a standalone story that focuses on one person and another one that focuses on another person. And they all bring it together in the same movie. Like I, I don't think it has to copy the same model. No. Of, well, that's of kind of the theory. I think, that's I think going you can have right standalone now. movies and it still be successful. That's kind of the theory that's going on right now. So this this Leda Caligridis, um, she's known for writing uh, Shutter Island, and then she good was movie. acting as an executive producer Very on Avatar. Um, she's also oh, wait, Avatar the the Airbender or no, no. Avatar James Cameron Avatar. Um, uh, also very very successful movie. Yes. Yeah, she, she works very closely very with James safe. Cameron. Um, yeah. Did you guys see Alita Battle Angel? Because she's a co-screenwriter on that as well. I did not. Uh, no. but that was also a James Cameron-sponsored yep. thing. James Cameron helped out with that, so it doesn't surprise me. I I, uh, I, I wanted to go see it, but like Sean... It was, it was good. Like, I, I had to pick and choose my movies, especially with a young child. But yeah, that's in, one of the time, few movies like that Hannah and I have gotten out to see, but it was it was pretty good. Um, are you guys familiar with Altered Carbon on Netflix? Because she was a showrunner for that. Yeah, I've heard of it. Oh, really? yeah, I've, I've heard it's very good. I haven't watched it, though. I've been yeah. watching uh, – I've been trying to watch Designated Survivor, which is actually pretty darn good. Uh, Sean, Sean uh, Sutherland, your uncle, Kiefer Sutherland, is the lead in that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty good. That is a pretty I, good I, show. I've heard it's a very good movie. That's a show. Right, good, a good, show, show. Yeah. good show, yeah. Caligridis was reportedly hired to develop the script in 2018 and is allegedly close to finishing the first script of a potential KOTOR trilogy. BuzzFeed uh, reports the name drops of Bas Lashan, Darth Malik, and Darth Revan as potential characters. Now, Basla. so she says she was hired in spring of 2018. Now, we've seen the, uh, the release schedule for Disney's Disney movies like going up to like six years from now, there's only three Star Wars movies slotted. And we've also, it's also been reported and confirmed by uh, Bob Iger that David and Dan are next up. Their movie, the next movie is a David and Dan movie. But it's all, it's also been said by Kathleen Kennedy that in the past like month, right after celebration, she met with David and Dan and Ryan Johnson for like a summit, she called it, for them to all sit down and they're planning out the next phase of Star Wars. Sean, you mentioned this earlier that you don't want to see Star Wars go into this, go into like really go into a Marvel type of thing like that because that's what's kind of being bantered about right now is what if they're all, they're starting a new Star Wars cinematic universe kicking off with, uh, and it could even... It could even like cross timelines, like different eras. For example, you have uh, Captain America. He's back in you know the early 1900s, but that ties into a story that's going on in the early 2000s. Yeah. But then you can jump back I mean, and you can could, tell an 80s movie it could, with. It uh, could work. I mean, one of my favorite Star Wars books is actually I, we talked about this before, Josh. There's a fan fiction about Obi Wan Kenobi called The Sands of Time. I just sent you a link to it again. Yeah, it's only I like a hundred pages. Like if you were to print it off, it's a hundred pages. But it, it's super good. It's about Obi-Wan being reincarnated in the future and with this new order of Jedi that basically just became pansies and they couldn't deal with this new threat. That well, was they became pacifists. 
Utter yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I could I could see it. I mean, the thing about Kotor though is it's so far back. It's it's something like four to five millennia it's like three, it's like backwards. Four thousand years back, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so, it, that's not to say I mean, that it's going to tie in with stuff now. It could be like a whole trilogy that could take place within that millennia, with like the formation so, of the Sith or Darth Bane. So, so Josh, to, to your point, I mean, if they were to copy the Marvel recipe of like doing standalone movies and then eventually merging them all into one like fan service movie, I I would enjoy it. I think it would be good. I just don't like the idea of. Star Wars copying what Marvel has done. I want Star Wars to do something new and original. Um, right. But if they if they did copy that recipe, I'm sure I would enjoy the movies. I would just. I mean, uh, I don't, I, I don't I see mean, a problem the, the, with like doing ahead, a doing a Ray movie, for instance. If you were to do like a Ray centric movie, do a Poe centric movie, and then you'd have like Episode Nine, like. That's essentially yeah. what we're asking for with an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. We're just kind of doing it backwards, or a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could work. Uh, it would be good. I just like, I like the epic Star Wars movie that has a lot of things going on at once with multiple storylines. Right. Yeah, we were just talking about personal that, pre- personal preference. In our yeah, well, I mean, the, I mean, that's part of the problem with going back in time within the timeline that's already been set because you already kind of know what's going to happen. You're just experiencing these characters in a slightly different way, maybe a slightly different age, but the storyline, you, you know, the outcome, you know what I mean? Like when, when she, in solo, when she was hanging off the side of the train and you think he's, he's coming close with like a rock getting to hit his head and stuff, you know, he's not going to die because he's in the later movies. Um, but I mean that, I mean, to that point, it's also kind of like, uh, you have to take into account the people and the generations that are being introduced to these movies as those are their first introductions. So those moments are more meaningful to them, but you can also go back in time and you can tell a story that um, changes our perspective on things. It can tell the story of how the Jedi were created, how the Sith were created or how the Sith broke off from the Jedi. All right. So, so question for you guys. If you could choose any type of, you know, media, so whether it be a, you know, movie series or a TV series, what, what kind of, you know, show would you want it to be or movie would you want it to be? And like, what time frame would it cover? Um, I, I'm a huge fan of TV lately. Um, I, I work in the entertainment industry a little bit and I would love to just end up in TV because I think with TV, you get the chance to tell more intricate and interwoven storylines yep. as opposed to 90 minutes of high budget stuff. Cause you can still do like technology is so good. Now look at game of Thrones, look at what, whatever TV show you want to look at. That's, 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 you know, decently budgeted. You can, you can make an entire season, you know, 10 to 20 hours of content for the same amount of money you would spend on a 90 minute to two hour film. Yeah. yeah, I agree and, that uh, the the only thing you're losing out with television, like nowadays you're getting a better story told through these short television, you know, ser- like uh, seasons series, a la Game of Thrones. Going back, I think really starting off with like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad um, did a really good job of that too. Like shorter seasons telling uh, – 
a very concise story. Um, the only thing you lose out on is that spectacle, is that like uh, pop culture event going out to the theater. And I don't know, man. Like, uh, Game of Thrones is a pop culture event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I and, mean, and going out to the theater is fantastic. I love going out to the theater. I recently saw Aladdin, which I really, 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 really liked. And, um, like, I was like, I was cracking up in the movie theater at some points with the audience around me. You know what I mean? And that, right. like, that kind of experience, I understand, which is why viewing parties have become more popular. Yep. If there's a show that a lot of people like, it's not uncommon to have 10 to 20 people at one place just watching the show, which obviously hurts the ratings instead of them watching them separately at home. But if people are watching it, people are watching it and talking about it. So I, I agree and kind of disagree to that point. The one thing that kind of um, upsets me, if you look at a show like Firefly, um, you really didn't get a resolution. You know what I mean? So that's, that's like the scary part of a, of a series. You never know when it's going to end. So yeah. you might never get the full story Whereas if they're going to do uh, – if you just go watch a movie, you see the beginning, middle, and end potentially uh, unless they're doing a trilogy that's already been confirmed. But there's a chance so, that the show could be canceled. So I would mean, you rather see a Breaking Bad-like movie where it follows like one or two characters and their progression throughout the series? Sorry, Breaking Bad-like series. Or would you rather see a Game of Thrones-like Star Wars series where it follows – several storylines and covers like this whole you know universe or kingdom or whatever it is that's almost uh, like, i think it's which, which one would be better for you um is almost like the star wars movies have been like you said you like more sean you like you know the trilogies that focus on a small group of people and their small arcs but the right. game of thrones is almost like the marvel cinematic universe where it's yeah, following very the whole, true bunch of different people and but it comes all to an epic conclusion and i think i think what's your preference i I like both aspects i would probably go with a game of thrones like thing um but like that's my first instinct but if i were to like you asked what i would want to see if i could pick like if i could pick something i'd like a television series that focuses on Luke Skywalker between episode six and episode seven. You see, no, you, again, you're going, so you're going, you're going back. You're going back. Look, obviously we don't know how he got to where he was besides some flashbacks. Maybe we'll get some more answers in, in the rise of Skywalker. But again, you're, you're narrowing it down to a time frame where you already know the outcome. You know, Luke's not going to die. You know what I mean? There's no danger for Luke. Right, but there can be ancillary characters, and it's yeah. interesting to see yeah, how he but, gets but, to where but he's But still, going like to I go. think, I think if you're gonna do it, you gotta you gotta start before or after. Yeah. Before by, the, by, by your method of thinking, then like the prequel trilogy should have just like fallen flat on its face. We knew exactly where Anakin was going to end true. up. We knew where Obi Wan was going to end up. Right, but right, but the difference. But we still with got Qui Gon Jinn. No, you're wrong. The different the differences with that <laughs> is there was 22 years. Or twenty years or so between Call the wait. start of the Star Wars movies to the to where the prequels came out. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, you knew what was going to happen, but there was a twenty-year gap. Yeah, well, there's a thirty-year gap between Episode six and Episode seven. I'm talking about a real physical twenty-year gap, Josh. Not not a thirty-year hypothetical situation. Well, there was an even longer the gap Wars, you know. actually between Episode six and Episode seven. 
Dude, I'm talking about between episode six and episode one. Casey, okay. we're talking about KOTOR's 2,000 years. There's yeah. 2,000 years there, KOTOR. No, no, because he's, he's, he wants a thing that deals with Luke Skywalker again. We've seen that story. We know that story. Let's see something else. I'm sorry. Uh, so, Josh. I've so, been arrogant, so Josh. and I apologize. <laughs> I love Anakin's voice. I, so. I accept your apology. So, Josh, so your Luke Skywalker saga, you know, series would be like a Breaking Bad type series because it would be like the progression of Luke from happy go lucky, yeah, oh, to it's storming outside my house right now, but to broken, to, to broken, yeah, to broken Jedi. That's why I said it's kind of funny because my first, my first instinct is to say I'd want a grander scale thing, but when I think about actually like what I really want to see, I want to see that time period filled in because. Luke Skywalker is a very different man in episode seven and eight than what we left him yeah, at. Very, in very different. Six. There, there is so much room in the Star Wars universe. So, what do you want? What do you want to see? Different stories. What, what do you I, want? I, mean, I would like to see an epic series. You want to see a Game of Thrones type series? It could be a Game of Thrones type series. The Post thing about Game of nine. Thrones, right? So, like, obviously, they kind of dropped the ball in the last season, depending on who you talk to, but. Uh, they ran out of source material. They weren't up to it. They didn't want to do more seasons when HBO wanted to give them two more seasons and way more episodes. They wanted to jump off that ship and go on to greener pastures. Or so they Star think. Wars? Well, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what, what it might have been at that point in time. I wouldn't, mind a, I wouldn't mind a series in either format. I would probably prefer the Game of Thrones format because – you get to see snippets of a bunch of very important influential characters across the universe, which you had said that you had liked about the original trilogy, Sean, about how it seemed so big. Yeah. I think you can, I think if you do the game of Thrones model, you can make the universe seem huge and bring everything together in different ways, maybe in packets, you know what I mean? So everything doesn't come together all the time. But you see the little pockets of it come together, different characters meet each other, and who knows? But if, if it's a Breaking Bad thing, then yeah, it's, it's, it's not necessarily an anthology. It's you're focusing in, following these two or three people to the very end. Yeah, and I mean, we definitely know, Casey, I don't know, I know you kind of dropped out early last, uh, last episode, but um, DeHart... Were you were you here for DeHart's question? I think I had listened to it. I don't I don't know if I he, he was saying to it. he was saying he was a lap Star Wars fan, and the reason being is because he felt that the original trilogy seemed so much bigger than what uh, yeah. the prequel trilogy is giving us, and that's that's kind of like what we all said was that uh, the prequels we think did a really good job of making the universe seem bigger. And then it kind of got a little smaller you mean, and condensed. You mean the OT? The prequels. Like the prequel. Oh, like yeah. The, the OT, oh, yeah. yes, no, was yeah, even I do better. This question. But yeah, the, the prequels, prequels made things seem massive. even bigger. And then it kind of focused more on like the – it was a galactic war, but it was focusing on Luke and his father and the man who had manipulated him. And now we're seeing the fallout of like Anakin's legacy essentially. So it's – they've made it the Skywalker saga. They've pigeonholed themselves. Um, I think that the uh, David and Dan Game of Thrones approach is very much what DeHart is looking for, that he wants like a much larger scale 
grander um, storytelling with a bunch of different aspects that yes, and you can you can pull in. And I don't see any reason yeah. why they can't. Like what? What do you guys like? Marvel has somewhat done this, but they've they've come they've come close, but they've stopped short of actually having crossover between like their television shows and their movies. It's been there's like they talk about it. You know what I mean? Like they'll bring up events and right. bring up characters. Um, and to your point before too, I uh, I, I know I've been kind of contradicting myself. Because I think before I said something along the lines of, if you don't care about a character, because um, you have to experience this universe. The universe is only the universe is only as exciting as this character's point of view. Yes, you know I, mean? I know. So you can, I mean, you could follow some like homeless dude in the underbelly of Coruscant, and that like that shit's not going to be exciting. Maybe <laughs> it will be. Who knows, man? Like. The, the underground uh, speeder bikes. People have places. made documentaries about homeless dudes, man. Come on. Dude, yeah. I, I remember bum fights back in the day. Oh, they made, they made, they made videos and made a shit ton of money off people, they, homeless people uh, fighting. Remember our EFA video? The corporation? Yeah. It's <laughs> my home. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. Well, I mean, <laughs> so I see no reason that they can't go back and tell stories and fill in these gaps. I mean, that's what people are asking for. Casey, you're telling me you would have no interest in seeing an Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, television series or movie. No, that's absolutely incorrect. It's absolutely incorrect. Because Obi-Wan is a beloved character, just like Han Solo. I get it. But uh, Han Solo wasn't a character that transcended every trilogy as Obi-Wan has, including TV shows. You know what I mean? He was prominent in the Clone Wars. People really like Obi-Wan. And uh, I think that there's a really interesting story to be okay. told that there, being the difference. Like, I don't think there's an interesting story of Luke finding and training Jedi. Like, training Jedi doesn't I sound have exciting. I very much disagree with you. Sean, just as a third party in this, what do you think sounds more interesting, Luke or uh, Ben babysitting Luke for 19 years or Luke uh, going around the galaxy, collecting uh, Jedi lore, um, fighting any kind of Imperial remnants and starting a new Jedi order? Uh, so honestly, I'm on the fence. <laughs> see, so, so I could see. So, so I read the Obi-Wan book that that covered a little bit of the time period. Um, you know, while Obi-Wan was, was watching Luke, it was pretty exciting. I mean, if, if Obi-Wan was traveling around and doing stuff, it could be good. I mean, as long as there's content to cover it, uh, I would like to see Obi-Wan, but I would also like to see Luke's storyline between, you know, between well, I, movies. So I think I found a solution. I'm pretty indifferent. I would, I I would I like to see a, either. A solution for this. And it is, like you I said at the beginning, and like you said, Casey, uh, we fundamentally disagree with Kathleen Kennedy's saying that uh, there can't be more Star Wars, that there's a cadence. It just has to be how they market it. Like, Yeah, and, and, and the story, too, because I don't think the Obi-Wan thing, like, you, you kind of pigeonholed it as, like, an asshole and said that he's just going <laughs> to... You're an asshole, Josh. He's, he's, yeah, he's just sitting there, 
babysitting Luke changing diapers for 20 years. No, he's what not. What a loser. He, I, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm willing to bet that, yeah, he said he'd keep an eye on him. But I think in the beginning there, there's probably some good oh, stuff with Obi-Wan trying to – Obi-Wan trying to go out and find some of the Jedi. Go go read the, the book Obi-Wan. There is a good story behind what he does in that time. Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 stories to be told there. I, I agree, but I also think that there's just as much, if not more, story to be told in Luke building a new Jedi Order. Yeah, but we have like we have nine episodes of a skywalker thing i want an obi-wan i want an obi-wan i want i want something different i want a different character you know what i mean i mean but but how much can you do with obi-wan just on tatooine i mean do you have him leave tatooine and go yeah i yeah like i said i think i think there's a good story somewhere there about him going out trying to find maybe some of these surviving jedi a lot of people say that it's part of his uh, like part part of it is not just that he was going there just for Luke. It was uh, like Yoda said, failed. I have into exile ago. They exiled themselves like out of shame, almost like a samurai thing. So it's it's been like the loose understanding this whole time that like Yoda never left Dagobah and Obi Wan never left Tatooine. They exiled themselves. I think Obi Wan would be different though. Mm-hmm. Like Obi Wan, I don't I don't think Obi Wan because Obi Wan remember was trained by Qui Gon. Right, and Qui Gon, Qui Gon, could talk to both of them through the Force. So I think Yoda, you know, he he had he had nine hundred years in this job. He was probably just ready to retire. Swamps um, and Dagobah retirement home. Yeah, uh, mine, 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 mine. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I think uh, I think Obi Wan wouldn't have just sat down. Um, I think he would have tried to do something even without Yoda's help. Maybe he went dark. It would be cool to see like, uh, you know, him, him kind of going gray ish, not necessarily dark and, uh, going out trying to find stuff. Uh, cause so he goes to Tatooine. How does he get this house? Does Bail Organa buy it for him? That's traceable. Um, how does he acquire this little hut? Does he build it? How, how, how does he know? how to navigate Monsicely and stuff. Um, so if you just want to stick to Tatooine, sure. He knows about the sand people. Um, I mean, Obi-Wan you could have so much, so, you could have so much go on with Obi-Wan really. I mean, like you could have all these politics go on with all these small cities that are surrounding, you know, the Tatooine area where right. Obi-Wan resides in. You could have a lot going on. It's a smaller scale. You wouldn't have a whole galaxy of, uh, of conflict, but you could have you could have Tatooine conflict. That's very much the Breaking Bad formula that you were talking about, Sean. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't like I said it doesn't just have to be Tatooine. He could theoretically have dropped Luke off, being that Darth Vader didn't even know that a baby was born at that point in time. True. True. Uh, he could have gone out on the hunt. To, to try to find some surviving surviving Jedi to try to shut down some of these signals that the Empire was putting out to lure Jedi into traps. Go hang out with Chewbacca a little bit, dude. You could build a whole like series on Obi Wan against some gang. I mean, you could have like you could have a lot going on. How did that. this old man just survive for twenty years? 
on Tatooine. He had to go buy stuff. Did he steal it? Did it what did he do? He, there's there's something there's something there. If it's just Tatooine, there's something there. Right. But, but I I like him traveling. The Luke storyline would probably have more more outside of just one planet, right? I mean, there would be more of a whole galactic feel to it if you were looking at the Luke storyline. Yeah, that could even be a Game of Thrones thing. It doesn't even have to be, like, centered just on Luke. It could be centered on Luke. <laughs> it could be centered on, you know, the New Republic Agreed. rising yeah. up. It can it can go over, you can cross over, and it can center on Snoke and the remnant of the Empire, and they're building up. It could be just like a, a filler between Episode 6 and Episode 7. Right, yeah. but my problem, my problem is, right, so... You you kind well, of see some of the trials. Them all, Casey? Well, you see you see you see like the, the trials and tribulations, sure that Luke has to go through, but again, you know exactly where it ends up. With Obi Wan, if he were to go out and try to save some other Jedi, who knows? Maybe he actually did save some Jedi and told him to fucking lay low, and you know stay stay, well, stay down. People have said that there is room in the wiggle room in the dialogue to have them possibly meet up again in between episode three and episode four. There could be another Obi-Wan Vader battle. Now, this is other people saying this. I personally subscribe to the theory that Obi-Wan exiled himself. He stayed on Tatooine. And I think that there is still, I mean, I think there's still room for a lot of storytelling there. Right. Possible. I it's want possible. a salacious crumb miniseries. Salacious crumb. The entire series is him just going. <laughs> did Jeff, you guys? Did you guys see uh, on the? Uh, it was either the trailer or I think it was the one behind the or the one scene that we saw from the Mandalorian that there is a, a Salacian. There is a, a not a Salacian, a Kowakian Kowakian monkey lizard. So the shot starts with a fire, and on the spit is a dead Kowakian monkey lizard just being terrible. And then it rack focuses to another Kowakian monkey lizard in a cage, just like watching in horror. It's like his brother or wife. They did did the same thing with the porgs when Chewbacca was cooking up a porg on the Awakening. Oh, man. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, Claire Stribling out there as a fellow podcaster on the Imperial Senate podcast. And, Sean, just like you uh, once boasted, um, Salacious B. Crumb is her favorite character, so she was quite mortified when that uh, that clip came out. I think Sean was probably just trying to mess with you at that point in time. Uh, I'm a big fan of the character, man. I like I like Salacious. He's a good yeah, guy. He seems, like, he seems like whole, a good guy, like a genuinely good guy. The whole two minutes of screen time that he gets in like six hours is fantastic. The no well, words, just laughs. Laughter. He jumps up yeah. and grabs the ceiling. <laughs> he might. He might have survived. Oh, yeah, I think, I he's, I think he's fried. I think he's dead. He's, Did you guys see dead. though? Um, so you don't think he bounced? You don't think he bounced when Leia started choking Jabba and stuff? Oh, maybe. I mean, he's uh, a monkey. Did you guys see though? Galaxy's fine. Edge. So uh, this is our next story too. Galaxy's Edge has opened up, but uh, one of the products at Galaxy's Edge is. Uh, Kowakian monkey lizard that sits on your shoulder and you can like yeah. control it with a little remote control in your hands. Yeah, it turns its head, turns its head and stuff. Wait, what is it like a? It's yeah, it's like, like a, little... a it's it's like a little salacious crumb that sits on your shoulder. It's about the size of your hand. Is it a, a toy you can buy? 
It, yeah. Yeah. It looks like, have you ever seen them? They have like dragons at like the Renaissance fairs and stuff you go no, to. They have like baby dragons that sit on there and it's all like, I think it's air controlled by like a, it's like a tube that runs down your arm. So it like, you can make it move and stuff and look around and it's Kawaki monkey lizards in a couple of different colors. Yeah. Hey, so you, you live in LA. When are you going to that? I'm going on June 18th. Oh wow. Only a couple of weeks. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have some good coverage there. Sean, did you yeah. did you uh, manage to uh, catch the grand opening ceremonies of Galaxy's Edge? I did not. I've seen some stuff on just in the news and social media, but I ha- I didn't watch that. No. Well, thanks to uh, Carla, Casey's wife, I was I was able to uh, catch it, and I have a I have a clip here for you guys. Pretty cool. Ladies and gentlemen, George Lucas. It's. Star Tours on steroids at a level you can't possibly believe. Now the technology is here. This thing is amazing. It's really something that you couldn't even dream about 20 years ago. I hope you enjoy it. It was a great experience for me. And uh, I think that we'll, uh, uh, you'll change your life. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, George. And now I'd like to introduce a man who won our hearts as the charming rogue Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams. As you probably know, I was the, the original owner of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> it's amazing to see her looking so good today. <laughs> and I'm so excited for you. You're going to get the pilot, the Falcon 2. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill. The last time I was in the Disney park with George Lucas was for the opening many moons ago of Star Tours. And I thought to myself, this is inconceivable that I could be part of a movie that would get its own ride in a Disney theme park. I mean, I better savor the moment because it'll never be surpassed. And yet, look at where we are today. We get our own land. Okay, Let's fire up the Falcon. Uh, this, this is just a little embarrassing. Is there somebody who knows how to fix this thing? She may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Harrison Ford. <laughs> All right. Can you uh, help us out with this thing? I'll give it a try, Bob. Peter. This one's for you! Pretty awesome. (laughs) Man, Mark Hamill just gives such good interviews. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's he's fantastic with fans. He knows how to work the crowd. I don't know how he would be in, like, a private one-on-one type situation thing, but he knows how to work the crowd. His his thing is the point. He He always does the... I mean, Dude, he's, he's so good. good. Like he, listening to these, he's just so good. Oh yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's all the, the time. best. 
It really sucks that uh, at Celebration this year, Sean, when you were there, he wasn't there because, like, most of the past Celebrations, the one that Casey and I went to in 2015, he has his own panel. And it's just, like, a one-man show. And he's that's just, like, Mark Hamill on steroids the whole time. Yeah, I, I would love that. Yeah, he's fantastic. The, the, the worst part of that Star Wars opening ceremony was just the awkwardness of George Lucas, unfortunately enough. Oh, man. Like, I know he started – I mean, the dude's <laughs> old. I get it. He doesn't care. But he literally – he came up there and, and spoke for maybe 20 seconds. And uh, – I mean, it's good, though. We, we don't have the audio clip. But George put his time in. He created the universe, and he just doesn't care anymore. That's fine. He, I don't have this particular audio clip from it, but uh, he did say when he first came out, he was like, "It uh, it could have went really bad, but uh, <laughs> but it didn't." That's literally what he said. It could have really, it could have went really bad, but it didn't. So, uh, that's uh, a pretty good impression, Josh. No, you need to pair your voice. This, this whole thing could have blown. But it was with the guy who dressed up as George Lucas at Celebration. Right. And not Man, that, the, that guy looked just like George. Yeah, and we're not talking about the slave George Leia. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> like, Mid-1980s slave George. That was same thing. Did you guys hear at the uh, – what do you think of Harrison Ford's um, shout-out to Peter at the at the end there? It was good. I thought it was, was appropriate. Was, yeah, very was, appropriate. Do you think that it was planned – because if you watch Who the video, cares? here's if you watch the video, here's what happens. Yeah, Harrison walks. He walks up and like he hesitates. He hesitates. He like turns, like he's gonna smack it, and then he turns around. And he says, "Peter," and then like everything starts up and everything. And he's like, "This one's for you." Then he hits it, but everything's already then started at that it. point. And at the very end, yeah. you can hear Bob Iger say, "Oh well." <laughs> Did you hear that? I isolated. Uh, I, did, yeah. I, did, no, I, on, I did. I did notice that it was. I did notice that it was uh, started sooner. I, maybe Harrison Ford hesitated for too long. Maybe he. Maybe he was just supposed to say, "Peter, this one's for you," and then go up I, and hit it. I don't even know. I kind of feel like he just went off script there. Probably. He probably did. Either way, it's still good. Uh, okay, so I have this talking about that. Um, I have another short clip here for us, and this is Harrison Ford on Peter Mayhew. He was a really uh, sweet man, yeah. nice man. And uh, he, had a, um, he had a hard uh, time physically. It was really hard for him to do what he, what he did for us, what he did for all of us. And he did it with uh, uh, real dignity and class. He was a, he was a really uh, neat guy. Yeah. I miss him. I miss him too, Harrison. It's a very depressing sound, but Harrison just sounds old. Yeah, he sounded like he's that he <laughs> sounded just... ancient at that. Yeah. <laughs> to, I mean, man, we've lost. I mean, in the past couple of years, we've lost Carrie, and we've lost. Um, Peter and, I mean, I think Harry's really next. He's I don't know. I mean, the, the movies came out like freaking forty years ago, guys. I mean, they're old. like eighty-one years old. I know. Who is yeah. Billy? It's, it's awesome. Oh yeah, Billy. We should just be happy they're still doing this stuff. Right? They're still showing up for events and shit. I mean, that's that's awesome as it is. Do Casey? Do you think that they'll have a grand opening for the? Orlando? 
one like this maybe we'll see some of the uh because that'll uh, be in august do you think that'll maybe be like the beginning of the press junket like for the new for episode nine Rise of skywalker i you know what maybe i think the parks i think everything is kind of just like the midichlorians symbiotic life forms for each other i think uh i think the parks are going to try to influence movies the movies is going to influence the parks but the park is different than what we have seen in in a Star Wars movie. So it would make sense that something like like someone like Han Solo would know where Batu is and stuff like that. I think that there will be some sort of opening ceremony. I don't know if Bob Iger or Harrison Ford would go to that. It's hard enough to get well, him to go to celebrations. What, what I found kind of strange was so Batu is quote unquote canonized and the stories and the stuff that you uh that are going on there are in canon and in canon we do have stories where han solo's been there where darth vader's been there where padme's been there thrawn's been there to batu already but uh the storyline takes place in the sequel trilogy and the storyline when you go to batu casey you will be going there and it's supposed to take place between episodes eight and episodes nine and i just thought it was kind of funny that they have all these original trilogy actors opening up the sequel trilogy centric um, park. You're an idiot. Well, I mean, yeah, no. Um, Don't make me destroy it's, you. It's tough to say. I mean, like, like who else would be there to open it? That would make sense. Daisy. Besides the Kylo. Uh, why would Daisy? Daisy, Daisy Ridley. Why would Daisy? Why would Daisy's she? Daisy's only been on Jakku. And the green planet that Maz was there's, on. There is a resistance base there, my friend. She, there's supposed to be a resistance base there on Batuu that the resistance is stationed at mm-hmm. in between episodes eight and nine. Why would Daisy be there? She is current. She is currently on the Falcon that has ended up there. It would make more sense for all of them to be there. Or right, but, but there we don't. Before. But right, but that's not common knowledge that she was there. Between episode eight and nine, that's stuff that only the hardcore fans would know, and they didn't even and and like they they they, they, and those people like the new trilogy stars really only showed up for panels and an in an interview on the celebration and like the the hall. They didn't show up for. Do do you not find that strange though that they're pushing the they're still pushing the OT so hard like these these actors and these characters that we're not seeing more from the new um the because okay go back to the force awakens panel case when we were in at 2015 they came out they introduced the new cast first and they were out there like the whole time now if you go to episode nine's panel they brought out like anthony daniels and um lando uh billy williams and they brought them out for a good opening chunk and then it was only at the very end that they brought out like all in so they gave him like anthony daniels he got his own introduction billy d williams he got his own introduction and that's and the new cast and it's poe finn um rose daisy Daisy, uh jonas i think what happened was um again i talk about the fallout from the last jedi so much but uh J.J. Abrams is back and trying to reinvigorate the excitement that everyone had before. And a lot of the excitement 
whether it's new cast or not, with people who are our age or older, they really, really, really like the original cast. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and the the new cast is great, and it was super cool to see Finn walk by and like do the do the thing. And was it was it was that with you, Josh or Sean, when Forrest Whitaker walked right past me? Wasn't with me. I was with you. Yeah, yeah, I, and, yeah. And I, I remember being surprised at how tall he was. I didn't want to bug him. Uh, Mr. Four, <laughs> Mr. Whitaker, soccer. <laughs> How tall are you? Yeah, you're a tall uh, man. What, what, like, I'm like six foot. What? what? <laughs> but no, like he was, like he was in much, like he was in much better shape and taller than I would have expected. And it was super cool to see him, and it's super cool to see these stars be there. But um, I think what they're banking on is when it comes to celebrations, is they they know they're not going to have this original cast for very much longer. Like what, five years, ten years, maybe to come to these things right. and then the future celebrations. Yeah. They're going to like when, when the people who like our kids or the kids who are like 15, 16 now that love this new trilogy are old enough to go to celebration and afford to go to celebration and know these new characters a little bit better. That's when they're going to bring them to celebration. That's well, what I think. Speaking of the episode it's all about nine. money. Speaking of the episode nine uh, hype and build up, um, let's talk a little bit about episode nine. But before we do, whoa, whoa! Warning. I have to uh, warn you guys that uh, this these are all rumors. But just in case you want to stay completely rumor free, um, you know. I wonder if your feelings on this matter are clear. We, we we don't know if this is this stuff is 100 percent, but uh, this is this is your time to tune out if you don't want to hear any rumors for episode episode nine. But uh, this all comes courtesy pretty much of a making Star Wars, which uh, is pretty much the number one source of any kind of Star Wars leaks out there. They have a fairly good track record. Um. But I'm just gonna go through a bunch of these and get your guys' uh, get your guys' feelings on this. So we hear that there's a, a jungle planet. We saw some of these images from the episode nine panel, and that there's a, a slug in the cave that helps them that helps the heroes out. You guys remember seeing that slug character? That that, that big like humanoid guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like a big slug that was standing next to Snap Wexley. Kind of yes. reminds kind of reminds me of. Uh... Mr. Smith? Star Starship Troopers. Oh, but the <laughs> Star Wars Slugman. I'm gonna Google that right now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Do you know what his name is? I heard it, but I don't remember. When, when I Google Star When I Google Star Wars Slugman, it shows me Jabba, <laughs> yeah, and, Jabba. An, and an Andorian. Look up Claude because his name is Claude. <laughs> Claude, Claude, Claude Smith? Smith. Claude Smith. Claude Smith's on the phone for you. Claude. Okay, Star Wars Slugman. So I, I Google Claude Star Wars and I see a picture of John Claude Van Damme running away from C three PO and R two. He's like, <laughs> he's holding a machine gun. He's running away. It's older John Claude too. It's not a new yeah. one. So Josh, I'm not seeing this uh, this slug man. Do, do you remember seeing him at Celebration? 
I remember seeing him in some sort of clip or something where he's was, like, he's he's like maybe he's a pretty big guy. He's like as tall as the right. He's like six feet tall. Yeah. He has like eyes and a mouth. He's like a slug man. His eyes and a mouth. Yeah, he. Uh, so rumor has it that this guy that they're on this jungle planet um, and there's some sort of a skirmish that breaks out and. Our resistance heroes have to go out and they end up hiding in a cave where they run into Claude. And his um, name's not Claude. There's no way. No, his his, his freaking name, name is not going to be Claude. His name. Why, his name why, is would Claude. They, why would they name him Claude? His I don't know. Is... That's his name. They've, they've come out and said this. Uh, check your uh, messenger. Check your messenger feeds, guys. I just said his, his name's Randall. Like, I, I guarantee oh, right. you. His name is Claude. All it's right, probably going to be spelled uh, quite. Uh, it'll probably be and, spelled. Um, and Arvesh, you know, I hope, or something. Well, it'll probably be spelled very uh, exotically. But, oh yeah, uh, no, I do remember the slug monster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see it. So if you if you search for Star Wars Slugman Nine, it's the sixth picture. Yeah, and it's Claude. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I, yeah, I think you're right. It is Claude. But why would they name him Claude? What is what is that's so weird. Well, my name he is has Steve. no arms. He's just a slug. My name is Steve. He looks Rumor. really sad too. He like has a frown on his face. Yeah, no, he's seen. He's been, well, he's afraid of salt. He's which this. Other, he's which this oh, uh, man, he better not go to Which the rebel, which is the rebel trooper here, uh, seems to love. So. <laughs> Hey, that's Greg Grunberg there, man. Show, show a little respect. He, oh, uh, hey, dude, I'm fat. I love salt. Get out of here. Well, yeah, don't take don't take uh, Claude to a crate because that is a salt planet. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, you know he he uh, he wouldn't he Not wouldn't survive well. at all. Yeah, you'd probably say the word crate, and it's like their it's probably a story they tell their children. Uh, so rumor has it that Claude here helps our rebel heroes um, and actually ends up supplying them with some old Clone Wars era tech. And uh, it's being reported that we see some ATTEs, I think they're called. Those are the four-legged walkers that we see first in episode two, that we see in episode three, and that we see in the Clone Wars. You guys know what I'm talking about? The four-legged clone transports? Like the big yeah. guns on them. Looking it up right now. Yes, I do. Yep. That's that we're like. Uh, so it's being reported that we're going to see some of this Clone Wars tech that the uh, Resistance is going to be using. You remember when we were dissecting the trailer, and you can make out that there's like a Venator class um, Clone Wars era Star Destroyer that that yes. wing is like flying by. Yeah, it's hard to make out, but yeah, I mean, I would just be excited if they do some sort of callback to anything in the prequel trilogies because they've they haven't done a lot of callbacks to prequels so you, far. You know, you know, we haven't seen yet. Claude? Maybe, no, maybe. I mean, I guess maybe besides like Clone Wars, uh, and Solo, like a Darth Maul resurgence. Yeah, that would be well, he's dead. out of control. Yeah, I know, but. But he could he could be somehow connected to the uh, origins of the Knights of Ren. Uh, his child, well, which we Kira, talked which we talked or, about before, yeah. Well, Sean, there is there is rumors that uh, there is a droid factory. We kind of touched on this in our episode nine trailer uh, breakdown too, and that we're going to see some battle droids 
in episode nine. That wouldn't you're surprise talk, you're, you're talking like episode one battle droids? Like episode one, episode two battle droids. Yeah, like Trade well, Federation. You're not talking super battle droids. You're talking like the battle comically. Droids. Yeah. Like the guys that talk Roger, battle Roger. droids. Roger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, the, super battle, the super battle droids did talk too, but. You're right. They, they did. They, but yeah, no, that, that wouldn't surprise Roger, me. Roger, Roger. We only really sounded pretty, pretty beta. Like in the movies, we only really see the destroy the, the destruction of the factory in Geonosis. I'm sure there's plenty of more that went unseen and just got shut down when Anakin killed the Separatists. Oh yeah, well we see in Episode One, and they establish this in Episode One that uh, the droids are all controlled by like a central brain. And in episode one, it's a smaller scale. It's just from that Trade Federation ship. In episode three, we see that, like, Anakin shut down the hive mind brain for the entire army, essentially, on Mustafar. But they can be, and there's already stories in canon that they can be, uh, like, um, reprogrammed to run, like, C-3PO and R2-D2, like, you know, independent of themselves. Um there are rumors, and we talked a little bit about this, that uh, potentially uh, the Falcon is quite beat up and on fire in this episode. Uh, I do remember talking about that. Well, that, that just remains to be seen. Um, we talked about that last episode. How, how do you guys feel about the Falcon not making it out of this? I think it's a. I think it's a good – as long as it goes out in a way that – that isn't just like a throwaway type death. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's 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 a ship. Yeah, it's a, it's a means to an end. Agreed. Yeah, it, it, it's not a character. I mean, it doesn't have to have some super symbiotic death scene. I mean, it's it's a it's a ship. I I agree with Casey on this one. I mean, I, well, at this point, it, it, it would it would be cool if it has some sort of playoff, but it's a ship. And, and yeah, it does have. K3s or, or, or the Landos L3, 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 yeah, yeah, whatever. It joins the ship's mind. Whatever. Yeah, but the, I mean that was only really known about if you've seen Solo, which most people didn't. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the Millennium Falcon is is super embedded into the current Star Wars lore. It would be nice to see it go out in a way that's kind of meaningful or impactful or dangerous for the team but uh yeah it's just it's just a ship i'm sure they will i'm sure they would have some sort of like emotional destruction scene or send off for and it would have some kind of impact but yeah whatever it's a ship i mean they reintroduced it really cool in the force awakens like they're 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 running towards a different ship he's like what about that one oh no like that hunk of junk the junk will do Right. And it ends up being the Millennium Falcon, which was super cool for everybody. Yeah, so I think it was first introduced. Yeah, yeah no, I think sure. I think I think if the Falcon goes down, it's um, it doesn't have to be you know, like you know it doesn't have to be like a character death scene. Well, but it, they it, probably they probably will make it that. Though. I think I, know. Will, I think they will make it that, and it especially for probably have a droid download the ship's info and stuff so it lives on or something they will well, make they will make the the, the ship have a uh, like a frown face when it dies here's what yeah. i want to see i like think an emoji and yeah. i can't take credit for this there's been other people who have come out with this but 
like that picture we looked at of Kylo and Rey battling and how we theorized that it could either be the uh, Death Star ruins that they're fighting on or potentially the Falcon. If you want to have an epic, huge duel at the end of this saga, right? Think of, like, there's there's rumors that uh, in their in battles and stuff in this that we might flash somehow or see some very important settings from the saga. Think, what is a more integral and nostalgic setting than the Millennium Falcon itself? What if the the last the, battle partially takes place inside and outside on top of the Millennium? So I think the most realistic thing is Ray fixing something on top of the Falcon that needs to be repaired, and Ren catches her on top of the Falcon. So didn't didn't we see a hallway in like episode three, like a really narrow hallway where they were fighting lightsabers and there was like sparks flying all over the place because the lightsabers hit in the walls. Yep. That'd be kind of cool. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Like yeah. here's, here's if I were directing it, here's what, if I were JJ, here's what I do. They confront each other inside the Falcon. They are fighting through that hall. Like you said, Sean, they end up in the cockpit. And what if, Kylo, or they just like slash their way out of the cockpit, jump out, yeah, or he just that'd be cool. woof, cuts the whole front of the cockpit off. No, would be, be even what would be even cooler is if they slash it in a way, kind of like Mustafar, when they landed on the the things and cut the controls to where all the lava shields came down. All right, the shields. Just... They did. They did something with the Falcon, and the Falcon just like takes off on its own. L 3s controlling it, just like flying around. And, and then they had to get out crazy like that, yeah. And the, yeah, and then they get on top. They end up on top of the ship fighting while it's just like flying around in an atmosphere. That that'd, that would be sweet. That'd be kind of cool because like you could play around with physics and gravity and stuff. If the ship turns, they fall and stuff. So now I'm going to be disappointed yeah. if there's uh, not a massive battle destroying the Falcon. And so yeah, <laughs> so I, I like the idea of it. I think if you do destroy it. That makes the, I mean, so you're talking about like Disney's master plan to make money. That makes the Star Wars like theme park even all that more like memorable. Like you have a piece of the Falcon there, like it died, but it's here. You can see it. Right, right. I don't know. I, you sounded extraordinarily like Beetlejuice when you said that. Did you notice that? It, it, it died, but it's here. Like you, see, you sound exactly it's like here now. <laughs> yeah, you sounded just like Beetlejuice. But yeah, so that's another thing that I didn't even consider in this whole thing. Why would they have – why would they kill the Millennium Falcon when they are just creating two of them the in Falcon. their yeah. – You, you got you, you to gotta think of the commercial aspect of it, man. Batu is – it's there's a time frame, and it's set between Episode 8 and Episode 9. When you go there, they're going to push it to you, the whole storyline that, like, there's little skits that go on there. Kylo Ren's walking around. It's all go. It all takes place between Episode 8 and Episode 9. I, I, understand, I understand that. But, it, like, like what Sean was saying, the commercial aspect, this, this Falcon ride is going to, like, Star Tours has been around for over 20 years. This Millennium Falcon ride is going to be around for about 20 years. Why would people 20 years from now want to go on this Millennium Falcon ride if the ship still isn't a thing in current lore. Because they could go back and tell stories like Luke Skywalker could be flying around on it in between Episode 6 and Episode 7. Or they could Uh, fix the ship. Yeah, they could fix it. I mean, the Falcon's been pretty beat up and they've fixed it before. It's been it's uh, it's 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 just like uh, yeah, I mean Pavlov's Law or something like that. Like uh, 
is like if you if you're sailing a ship and replace every piece of it over the course of time is it still the same ship I don't know, man. I think Casey, you're right. If 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 Disney's gonna spend a billion dollars and this is the flagship of their theme park, you might want to continue to like milk that cash cow in pre in, in movies leading up to it or shows leading up to it to continue yeah. to feature the Falcon. Well, that's yeah, you want it to, you want it to be recognizable. Yeah, that's that's something that is recognizable as Star Wars and. So as right, much as I can see, see, and I think no, it would be cool to have it be killed off and have it be destroyed, there are certain things that are recognizable as Star Wars. The Millennium Falcon is one of the most recognizable ships in pop culture, and it's recognized as Star Wars. Chewbacca is one of the most recognizable characters, and it is Star Wars. C-3PO, R2-D2, um, now BB-8. Like, these are characters... That can live on, can forever. live on and on and on forever, and the Falcon and th- is just as much of a character. Yeah, it is. I as see, any and, of the other droids, and, and yeah, since we brought it up and we've been talking about it, that yeah, there's no way that they're going to spend this amount of money on a ship that they're not going to show in any future stuff. There's, yeah. there's no way. If anything, it's going to be more. If anything, it's going to be more prominent. It's going to be the yeah. Falcon. It's going to be maybe it's be they, the ship. I maybe agree. They, maybe it gets real beat up, and at the very end, we see it's it's fixed up, and they're flying off into the sunset on it. Yeah, I mean, I think Josh, I, I was on board with the theory of yeah, maybe the Falcon gets destroyed and it goes off and some hero's death or something. But I don't think Disney's going to let it go with with a billion dollar investment into the theme parks. Mm-hmm. I just don't see anything. So the next thing we have is uh, Kylo has a goes to a creepy castle. Calling it's being called the Sith Castle, um, and a monkey fixes his helmet, and this monkey then is supplies, a monkey lizard supplies him and the Knights of Ren with a device to continue towards their goal. What is this from? What are you talking about? monkey? What are you talking about? So okay, if you watch the trailer, remember when Kylo Ren's uh, helmet is being fixed? Yeah. Oh, the the furry hand. It's a furry Ooh. hand, and there were yeah, leaks. Yeah, it's a monkey. There Maybe were it's leaks a before the yeah. trailer. There were leaks before the trailer came out that people just—it's not a monkey, but people that are <laughs> part of the production that probably don't know the word bothan. You know what I mean? It could be a chimpanzee. It could be a bothan, but to them, it's a monkey. You know, it's a furry humanoid creature. It's not. It's, it's, we're not. We're not. It's not the game Jumanji where they turn into monkeys. <laughs> What if, you know what okay, mean? we're going to a creepy castle. What if it's just a flying monkey a la Wizard of Oz? There's a witch there. Um, there's some flying monkeys. Right, but it's not the Wizard of Oz. There, there's no, no monkeys. Come on. Well, it's, it's not a monkey, Sean, but we've, we've these never are people behind the scenes. They're, they're monkey-like people. Right. It's they have, a monkey they have monkey-like It's a monkey-esque ass. creature. So, Planet of the Apes already exists. So what what are your guys' feelings on this this creepy castle? With a, a monkey-like creature fixing the Kylo Ren's helmet. Where do you? Where's the castle from? I think it's. I think it's an alien-like creature. It doesn't have to be. Just because it's hairy all over the place doesn't mean it's a monkey. We don't even it's know if it's hairy all over the place. Its hands are hairy. Like it could be. It could be. A, it could be like a, you look at how we used to think of dinosaurs, and nowadays we understand that like the Velociraptor probably had feathers. You know what I mean? So. Why? Why? Why would it be? Why would they have like a chimpanzee? Well, it's some sort of. Well, I mean, it, it could literally be an alien. 
It could be an alien from a cold weather environment. Right. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's anything. It could be a Wookiee. Okay. For all we know. It could, it's, this it could be is, like the emperor, uh, the uh, the mummy, uh, tomb of the dragon emperor, or whatever. That movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, that movie yeah, that was, was terrible. terrible. So, what are your what are your feelings on Kylo's helmet getting repaired in this creepy? They're calling it a Sith castle. Do you think there's a potential that it could be Darth Vader's castle? Would you like to see Darth Vader's castle um, in Episode Nine? Kylo. So the monk. So the monkeys have asked, have occupied the Mustafar Darth Vader castle. Is that the idea? It's been taken over by monkeys. Well, the idea is they're there and there's a monkey there. They might bring this monkey in. He might be some sort of no, a... Uh... Stop saying monkey. There's, there's not, it's the, not going to be the, a monkey that, that... The primate chimpanzee creatures have yes. flocked to the castle and taken it over. That, that have somehow knowledge of welding and stuff. So, so, so somebody it has, could be a has, has... It could be a Wookiee. So, so some, some, some race of people have occupied Darth Vader's castle. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, monkey. Yeah. It'd be cool. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a monkey. All right. So some primate type, type creature in Mustafar. I, I would not mind seeing that. that would be cool. No, it's, it's, no, it's stupid because why, why would a monkey be on Mustafar? The people on Mustafar have like leathery, scaly... So, yeah. It's not a, so, so, a Mustafar. So so Mustafar is hot, right? So why would they have, have evolved to have fur over their hands in a hot they don't need lava? To be, they don't need to be, you know, like the people that live there. There is there. So these are this these is are space travel universe. Slaves. These are our monkey. But no one goes to Mustafar oh. unless unless you're a slave. People go to Mustafar to die, right? But there is a castle there. I'm gonna okay. look up this trailer. Oh, I'm, just, I'm gonna look up this trailer. I want to see this hand again. There, but okay, so <laughs> there is a castle there on Mustafar. We don't know that. We know that he is at reportedly at some sort of castle. So, monkey so he, aside, what do you think about Kylo Ren going to his grandfather's castle? But they could be monkey pilgrims to Mustafar. <laughs> they could have migrated to Mustafar from some monkey planet. All right. As long as we establish that, I think it would be cool to see. I mean, I wouldn't. I, it would be good fan service. I would like seeing Darth Vader's castle. That would be cool. As long as there are monkeys. As long as there's monkeys there. Yes. Casey, do you want there to be monkeys there? Monkey pilgrims. It is pointless to resist my son. Yeah, it is. So yeah, it is a hairy it's a creature. It's a, it's a bipedal hairy. It looks man. like a. It looks like a Wookie. It's just like. It doesn't look like a monkey. It looks there's like a less, Wookiee. There's less hair on the hands than what Wookiees normally are, but maybe if he welds for a living, he uh, clips it, you know? Who knows, though? Like, it could be... Because they say it's not Chewbacca. Well, and there's also... So, reportedly, that this, this scene was shot several different ways. Reportedly, this scene was shot with this uh, primate-like character um, fixing Kylo's helmet... Then it was shot again a different way, but Kylo was fixing his own helmet. The primate was there assisting somehow. And the Knights of Ren are all watching over. And then there's it was shot you know a third me... way that the Knights of Ren themselves were fixing the helmet. You know it makes the most sense, dude, because they're dealing with the fall of the Death Star. It makes sense for it to be an Ewok. Yeah. 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 Is, is it that furry, though? It's true. It's, I'm it's trying to remember what dumb. Ewok hands look like. Do they, Casey, are send, they that articulated? Send me, the, 
Send me the link you're looking at. I want to I wanna see this monkey hand. Send a screenshot, Case. So that's not... I don't think it's an Ewok, though. I don't think it's a Wookiee. It's not a Wookiee. It's not an Ewok. So it's something new. It could, it could it, be a Bothan. It could be a Bothan. It could Case? be a Bothan. Case? It, could, right. it, could, it could be, but like, like you think of the size of a helmet, right? It's the size of the head. Look at the size of like the forearm and stuff as he pulls back. Hmm. It's small. It looks like a monkey. Like, like especially, Ewok like, especially, especially, especially if you look at so, if you look at one eighteen, there's a frame where you see that both hands still on it and it's welding. You can see where the elbow is, and the elbow is closer to the frame than the helmet. And the helmet isn't that big; it's a helmet. It goes on a person's head. So it's a diminutive species, like like a howler monkey, like a small yeah. monkey. It's it literally seems like it could be potentially an Ewok, but who knows? Like yeah, here's you look the problem, at the fingers. Okay, here's the problem. The, four, the forefinger, the forefinger on this thing is I all just burned you, off. I just sent you a picture on Messenger. It's not an Ewok. So Unless I it's agree. a mutated Ewok because Ewoks have three digits. Ah, good catch. Mm. Good catch. Ewoks have three digits. So it's some sort of possibly well, diminutive. Let's look at Bothan hands. Bothan hands, though. Bothan hands. So you'd have to go. The only canonical appearance of a Bothan is in episode one, that driver. There's, there's a couple images of Bothans. With could be a Bothan. Five digits, yeah. Five digits. Yeah, you could. I see it. I'm seeing the same thing. I think it could be a Bothan. I would love to see Bothans. I would love to see Bothans, finally. Dude, I've been talking about that for forever. It'd be so cool. I just want to see Bothans running. I want to see that on all fours, just sprinting. Like dogs. I'm gonna see get, some die. I wanna see guys, I wanna see many die. Did you guys get the picture <laughs> I just sent you? To to bring us this information. Did you guys I just sent you a poster for the next Star Wars movie that should come out. <laughs> Rogue Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Q. Q. <laughs> and it's just all Bothans. Well I'm sending you guys a picture as well. It's a so we have a, a mock up poster here of the Rogue One uh poster, but all of the uh, the cast is Bothans, many many Bothans who died. Casey, you should get on that. Go pitch that to Lucasfilm, man. Sean, the the photo you sent me is just a Bothan crossing Disre- his arms. Disregard that. Hold on, I'm sending. <laughs> oh my! Could be That's a, a Bothan, Bothan. Humanoid hybrid. This dude's a- eyes are so big. It's terrifying. So Casey, what do you make of them shooting this scene like four different ways? And I will say that it's been reported that this script is 260 pages. Holy shit. Uh, well, anyway, so my thing with that, right? So I've done a couple of indies and stuff. And with indies, you shoot everything basically as is. But when you're shooting big, big tent poles and you want to keep secrets, for example, you look at the Avengers, uh, you look at a, a guy like Tom Holland or Mark Ruffalo that likes to give out secrets you don't give them the actual script. Right. You know what I mean? Well, that goes um, to your point. And just, and, so, and just, and just so. like when Empire Strikes Back, uh, they, they don't have the actual yeah. lines. So hold on. Yeah. You think, so, so is, is Disney actually recording scenes for these like multiple scenes that could lead either way that doesn't reveal well, the storyline? I don't know line. if they would actually say so that's the point. Like that's the thing. I don't know if they would actually record it. 
But no, they do. They do because on. there's te- there's test audience audiences. Okay, well, there's also this that would go along with that. Which okay, Lost when John Locke dies, spoilers, um, and Lost terrible. However, they recorded like four other characters in that casket and leaked them all. Also in Game of Thrones, uh, okay, so did you watch the uh, the last watch or whatever it was that documentary about uh, the making of season eight? No, I don't think I did, but but it makes sense what you're saying. Like yeah, like you like so be, the idea is that information is everywhere and information is going to get out. So if you leak false information. Right. Well, you know what I mean? So here's the thing. Like, so for a pivotal, we won't say too much because Sean hasn't seen it, but for a pivotal scene in season eight, they brought in some major characters um, and just had them there and like made a show of them walking around, put them in makeup and costume. And so people were like, oh, this guy's back. You know, so those the fake news would have been leaked. My question is for this. I gotta bring politics into it, bro. My my question is for this: um, What is so pivotal about Kylo's helmet being fixed that they need to shoot it a few different ways? Then, unless it's just—I mean, we do know JJ likes to shoot things, uh, shoot a lot of stuff, and he forms his movie in the edit. That's why we have all this extra footage of Carrie Fisher. So it could potentially be that, and maybe the script is 260 pages because he wrote five different ways for you know, 15 different things to happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, so, um, a lot of the time with big movies like this, the actors don't even know until they go to the premiere or if they're like some, like some of them get to see the movie before the premiere. Some of them like Tom Holland who plays Spider-Man didn't get to see the movie like everybody else because he's David Brown style. Yeah, he's just stupid when it comes to leaking information. So it makes sense they would shoot some extra stuff, other stuff, or maybe release unused stuff that's not going to be in it just to create conversation. And that's the best type of marketing is to get yeah. people to talk about it. You know what I mean? If you, if you yeah. get people to talk about it, word of mouth is, is super important. Exactly word of mouth they, saved so many movies. Exactly what they didn't do for Solo. The only word of mouth that Solo had going on prior to its two-month marketing um, release was uh, they fired the directors and things weren't going too good. <laughs> Yeah, and that's not good press. Like, like I don't even pay to go see Solo. I went to go see Solo. I was invited to a premiere at the Real D headquarters, right? So these people who create 3D for all the cinemas around. Right. And uh, so I was in one of their, like, home theaters. They had, like, catered food and stuff and, like, a photo booth, whatever. And I watched it there. And I was supposed to go with my wife the next day. And we didn't go because I'd already seen it. And... Like she was only really going for me. She bought those tickets for me. And uh, what was super cool about that though is they gave us uh, people who wear glasses like me. They gave us clip-ons for 3D. Right. But the bad. But the bad thing is they don't work at AMC theaters. Those clip-ons they don't work. We talked about this before. Um, it's been reported that there's a flashback of a young Leia, and that Billy Lord is standing in for her mother. And that uh, in this flashback, there is a young Leia and a young Luke, and it's being reported that it's going to change our perspective on sequel trilogy events. 
So I'm thinking. I don't even know what that means. The only thing it could do is maybe give us a hint on a character that we might not have, like just like with Han Solo with the movie Solo that came out. So if they do a young Billy Lord, maybe it seems Leia's life a little bit more tragic. We understand why she left Han and things like that. People are saying that it might have something to do with a vision that Leia and Luke might have had together. And that, okay, so let's look back at every vision that's been had in the Star Wars saga. So what's the first vision that uh, that somebody has seen? It's uh, it's Anakin, right? He sees He's having visions and dreams of his mother. Anakin having visions of Padme dying. We've discussed the possibility that these visions are were implanted and were like a dark side tool. The next, the next vision we really have is Luke goes into the cave. That wasn't as much of a vision, actually. If you, I just, I just recently watched the uh, commentary *Empire Strikes Back*, and George Lucas said that that wasn't a dark side vision. That was actually all manipulated and put on by Yoda. Yoda influenced that whole Darth Vader confrontation between Luke and Sidious. Right, but then, but then, but then, how does it pair with Ray in the cave seeing multiple rays? Because that mimics the scene of Luke in the cave. Yeah. Well, that could be an, like a different type of vision that was given to her by the and Force. Just like later in Empire, Luke has a vision of his friends on Cloud City. I, I don't. Th- I don't think Yoda did that. I well, don't think. According I, I to like, George, I like, yeah, I know. But it, like, if you look at it, if you look at it in the actual arc of things, like, why wouldn't Luke have get, have given Ray that vision? Oh, she, you went straight to the dark. You know, what if, that's what he says. What if, so Yoda, if Yoda gave Luke that vision, basically he was trying to, like he says in Return of the Jedi, he wasn't ready to know the truth that Vader was his father. What if that's like, he wanted Luke to stay. He was like slowly trying to make Luke realize it himself that Vader was his father and come to terms with it. But No, I, I think it was. I think it was more about Luke not becoming Darth Vader, which which is what Ren is fulfilling. Right, so... That void. To your point about the, the cave scene in Episode Nine, it's already been said that uh, we already know somebody was influencing Rey and supposedly had connected her to another person so he could very easily be giving her visions, like Snoke. Snoke could have been the one putting those that vision... Uh, manipulating the cave in episode nine or episode eight rather um I, I don't know i think that it was really just you know his vision of what he doesn't want to become i i don't know if yoda implanted it in luke's head or not but i don't well, know so then the, the what about, what about the, the snoke ray thing like do you think like ray in the cave when she sees the re- she's trying to figure out who her parents are and all she sees are reflections of herself and she, she does like a thousand snaps do you think that was a Snoke implanted thing, or do you think that was just like a dark side cave type thing? Yeah, I, I think I, I think we will find out a lot more when it, in Episode Nine. I mean, it depends on what direction it goes. If we go the whole direction of Palpatine was the, you know, kind of the, the, the yeah the puppeteer behind all of this, I think it's very possible that he had an influence over Ray the whole time. Um, you know, it, it depends on what what direction JJ wants to take it. I mean. If, if he continues, if, if he continues the Ryan Johnson route of her having no importance, then yeah, maybe she doesn't 
have any significance and it was just a random flashback. But if you, if you look at it being significant and her having some sort of background, maybe manipulated by Palpatine, I think there could be a lot more background to that whole scene and, and just Ray in general and her background. So this vision, Sean, directly after that, Luke had a vision of his friends on cloud city and he rushed away from his training to go and save his friends. But that vision we know was manipulated by Vader. Vader was torturing Han as a trap to send Luke to try to lure Luke there. So what if, but, but Han, yeah, I guess like the, the, there's no way to tell how much time was. Yeah, no, I, you're right. You're right. He saw pain. He was doing that just because like Han said, he didn't even ask me any questions. He was literally just torturing him to cause I'm Luke deep. to come there. Do you think that this vision they're talking about between a young Luke and a younger Leia could have something to do with Kylo or something to do with a young Ray? Something that's misread and maybe influenced by Snoke years ago, and it changes our whole outlook on why Ray is where she's at, why Kylo as ends up how he does. So my question back to that is: Is it by Snoke or is it by Palpatine? Well, it could be by. It could have been by. Snoke. I mean, according to Leia in Episode Seven, Snoke manipulated Kylo all this time, but. Maybe they just I mean, don't know I, that Snoke is being manipulated by Palpatine. Yeah, you see, like I, I don't, I don't think like uh, Snoke died so fast. I think it all has to be a Palpatine type situation. I agree. I mean, I think if if it remains to be seen, but if if Palpatine is really going to have some tie into what's happened in the last two movies, I think you might find out that that Snoke was just a puppet. And why? And why would uh, why would Palpatine? play the game okay and this goes back to the conversation we had before i i suggested that mace windu bested palpatine but maybe i'm contradicting myself if snoke was so powerful that he could manipulate ray and kylo and hux through a hologram and move them around and fly them around and make them bend the knee as to so to say why wouldn't he have just done that when the jedi council members got there unless he knew anakin was going to show up so that's a, that's a whole nother right. thing because we saw what Snoke could do, and obviously Palpatine is well, bring, being brought back as some sort of a to to Brian Brian's uh, question slash statement last episode after you left case was what if Palpatine has evolved? What if Palpatine has evolved into some sort of a greater dark side entity? after episode maybe. six and it's possible i mean like yeah maybe he his energy got pulled into snoke because snoke looks like a dead guy anyway terrible we are the talking sith and you can reach us at talking at gmail.com send us your comments and your questions and your theories uh like us share us follow us subscribe to us uh, Sean, you got anything to add? Nope. Just what was it? Two hundred and how many days until two, episode nine? Well, we've two hundred days now until episode nine as we've crossed over the threshold. Can't wait. Excited. All I gotta All right. say. We are the Talking Sith. May that dark side be with you.